0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: A steal by Frazier half court. heavy be in it. Oh my Trent Frazier with a steal and a half quarter to give Illinois their largest lead into the locker room.
2: Do the balls coming back to Marcus Carr steals it, gets it, lets it fly. Oh, that's pretty from half court. What a shot.
0: It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. I'm shocked Jay Hassan would come back with an Illinois highlight. Joe Ostrowski, Adam Burke, I bet QL daily. BetQL and radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use the promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Uh, BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Get started today. BetQL.com, also available on the Apple App Store. And Google Play. We welcome into the show now Eli Hershkovich at Eli Hershkovich on Twitter. He's the co-host of the BetQLU podcast. Uh, they release a new pod every single Tuesday and Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern. They do a Periscope previewing the entire Saturday basketball
2: card. How you doing, Eli? Doing good. Was a pretty good weekend for Tom and I. Uh, went 11 and one combined. He went four and zero. I went seven and one. So not bad. Not bad.
0: Nice, nice, excellent. Um, so is a bad time to stop tailing you?
2: Right. I think if you <laughs> Friday night went 0-2, you might have said saw some haters on on the Twitter feed. Yeah. Done tailing Eli. <laughs> I gotta I got a comment like a minute or two into our live feed saying fade Eli. Well, guess what? Guess <laughs> what? You should have faded Eli on Saturday.
1: Wait a minute, Eli. Are you trying to tell me there are haters out there on Twitter? Can't believe never, it. never. No, no doubt. Um
0: tonight's card. Well, you know what? Let's first start 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 with the weekend. Uh, we hit on some of it, but I want to get your thoughts. What was your biggest takeaway uh, between the game Saturday and Sunday and uh, a few things that we should consider moving forward?
2: Yeah, Michigan, you guys mentioned it yesterday. Just a huge win. They opened as a one-and-a-half point. Dogs closed minus one-and-a-half. Dickinson was a monster. That was the key to Michigan, especially in the second half. Missed some gimme laps in the first half, but he was dominant against E.J. Liddell. And Adam mentioned it, too, with Ohio State, and I was tweeting about it yesterday. Ohio State's perimeter defense, while Michigan missed some open threes in the second half, pretty much every single three-pointer Michigan took was an uncontested three. And you think about Ohio State right now and Kempom, they're, they're just outside the top 80 in adjusted defensive efficiency. This is not a good defensive team. And you think about teams over the last decade plus the finish inside the top 10 in and, and Kempom and adjusted offense and just outside the top 80. Maybe the top 100 and adjusted defense. Iowa comes to mind this year. Ohio State, same thing. Those teams, those kind of teams, you're looking as potential fades early on in the tournament. I know Iowa almost backdoored as 11 point favorites, 10 and a half point favorites yesterday against Penn State, but that was a Penn State team when they were hitting threes in the first half and earlier in the second half were were winning by by close to two possessions. So when Iowa comes to face a, a team that's more deadly from three consistently throughout a full 40 minutes of college basketball, that's when you can get taken down and not backdoor double digit spread or almost backdoor double digit spread.
1: Eli, when I was looking through uh, the aforementioned haters that were kind of commenting back to you during that Michigan Ohio State game, uh, one of them actually said something about, you know, maybe you weigh defense more than offense. So, just as a, as a general rule for you when it comes to handicapping the card daily, I mean, are you slanted a little bit more towards the defensive side or are you looking for, you know, maybe a team that's just got good balance overall?
2: Yeah, I think it's, no, it's a fair, fair point, Adam. I think it's more just, that was a long-term point and I guess a game by game point, but Ohio state ranked what top two, top three in perimeter defense in the first, what, 12, 13 games of big 10 play for them. And that was just a, a skewed number to me because you watch Ohio state play on the perimeter and They're giving up a lot of open threes. And when you get a team like Michigan that's hitting around 38, 39 percent from three, just under 40 percent, you're going to get burned. And we saw it in the first half. I know Michigan cooled down in the second half, just a part of just natural. Just you're going to you're not going to shoot close to 70 percent from three over the course of an entire game for the most part. So I would say overall, look, looking at the futures market, I'm leaning more towards an overall body of work where a team is top 20 in adjusted dn adjusted offense or top 30 in both categories rather than looking at it from a from a game by game standpoint where i'm saying okay uh, a team like west virginia i think this is a good example west virginia is surprisingly outside the top 60 in adjusted defense not the typical bob huggins team and they're inside the top 10 in adjusted offense one of the best offenses bob huggins has ever had probably since the final four team when they beat Kentucky in the elite eight, but they went on the road and beat Texas coming back from 19 down. And Texas has one of the better defenses in college basketball. So I wouldn't say that that's a, a mark that I'm looking at on every single game.
1: So when you do see a team that you pinpoint for some defensive regression or, you know, a team to have a lot of open three looks against them, are you looking more to fade the side or will that draw you maybe towards more like playing the over?
2: Yeah, I don't bet a lot of totals. I When I started betting college basketball, at least on a day-by-day basis, like every single day, and betting you know two or three games a day in that range, I bet a lot of totals struggled in that. So I've been really successful with sides over the last four or five years, and that's what I've stuck to. So it's, it's more so just finding that pinpoint of, okay, this team's given up a lot of open threes, and a team like Michigan, who's one of the best offenses in the country, and also just a better team than, than Ohio State. They opened... Plus two and a half. So Ohio State opened as a two and a half point favorite on the look at line, which is just a just a, a market flaw, a, just the market overvaluing Ohio State. To me, I'm not bullish on this team come March, like I mentioned. So I, I would say it plays more towards sides and just finding that that regression point in a team and a and a, a sell high point of the team, a sell high point of the market where they open as two and a half point favorites.
0: Eli, another day, another Rutgers loss. They've uh, dropped three of four. When are you going to quit them? I didn't bet them yesterday, and I I, I, I'm talking about in general. You love this oh. team,
2: yeah, I do. And man, their offense is so inconsistent. Maryland has started to play good basketball, and I, they're on the probably in inside the uh, among the teams that are still trying to fight to get into the NCAA tournament. But yeah, Rutgers really struggled offensively. They I think they hit like six of their first nine shots, and then do, they just went cold yesterday. Really good defense. They're like top 15 in in Kempom and adjusted defensive efficiency. But, man, this offense is is brutal to watch. So I think I, you know, hopefully they can get on a little run here. They they got Indiana coming up. Maybe win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament. But, I mean, (laughs) as eight or a nine seed, it's going to be tough to back them in March. Yeah.
1: Now, I saw on Twitter, Eli, that, you know, immediately, when, when the overnights came out, you were looking at the Oregon and USC game for tonight. So what stands out to you about that one?
2: Yeah, I love this game from a matchup standpoint and from a market standpoint. Oregon had that two game stretch where they lost back to back to Oregon State and Washington State. That was coming off the two week COVID layoff. I just think the market is still too low on this team. USC is really good. You have uh, Evan Mobley, one of the best freshmen in college basketball, Isaiah Mobley, his brother in the front court, one of the best front courts in the country. But I think Oregon's defense matches up really well against USC, and this line is still sitting at four on points bet. Oregon under Dana Altman, this is a traditional defense that gives teams problems in the tournament. They run that 2-3 matchup zone. And we saw Bob Huggins actually go to the matchup zone against Texas. That got West Virginia back in the game. But this matchup zone against USC for Oregon, against a USC team that struggles to shoot threes, they're in the bottom half of the Pac-12 in three-point percentage. They also turn the ball over at a top four, top five clip in the conference. And Oregon turns you over at the highest percentage in Pac-12 play. So while uh, USC, if if, they, if they're able to have success in the half court and dominate Oregon in the paint, could be a very different story. But that zone prevents you from getting the ball down low as much as you want. So if Oregon's able to force turnovers with that backcourt without uh, Will Richardson and Chris Duarte, which I think they'll be able to and get on in transition and get to the rim, if they're trying to get to the rim in the half court, it's going to be tough against a lengthy USC team. But I love the matchup. I think the market's down a little too much on Oregon for a team that. I would love to buy a future on Oregon. I think they have a shot to make maybe a Sweet 16 lead at run. I know I I, knew I was high on Oregon last year, but this is a, oh, a very dude. different team. Very you t- different you, team.
0: You would talk about Oregon every single day. Like, even playing or not, you would find a way to talk about the Oregon Ducks. Okay. Love uh so, so, I know. I know. You're a big fan. I certainly understand why. A quality program uh, in recent uh, years. So that, that game has... A, uh, a ranked team and there's only one other one tonight and it's Texas tech against Oklahoma state tech favored by three total of 138 and a half. Uh, anything, uh, interest you here?
2: Yeah, I, I was leaning Texas tech. I wanted to see where the, the market went with this game. Tech open is a one and a half point favorite. I believe the line is all the way up to three and a half on points bet off against Oklahoma state. Yeah, actually. Okay. So it's packed down to three with a little juice on Tech, they probably close at, at minus three and a half, minus 110 both ways. I guess at that number, I have a slight lean towards Oklahoma State, just trying to keep this thing within a possession. But Oklahoma State got very lucky in Lubbock, going back to the beginning of conference play in December. Probably shouldn't have even gotten to overtime. Got a lucky uh, foul to get to the line and hit th- uh, three free throws and go to overtime. Texas Tech, while well, they they really struggled to score, we saw it against Kansas over the weekend, just... I don't know what to make of this offense. Mac McClung is one of the better point guards in college basketball, but he's such a liability defensively. And then they're so inconsistent just with their floor spacing and getting to the rim against a Kansas team. That's pretty good defensively. I at least has gotten better of late. I was just surprised to see how much tech struggled even with a week off. It wasn't because of COVID Oklahoma state though. No real match advantage in this game. They want to score inside Texas tech has one of the best interior defenses in college basketball. Oklahoma State doesn't, While well, they actually have a pretty decent three-point field goal percentage. Tech overall struggles to defend the three, but they don't shoot a lot of threes, Oklahoma State. They want to score inside, and maybe they have a, a, a three-point attempt here or there. For Texas Tech, if they can get the ball inside in transition, Oklahoma State does turn the ball over at the second or third highest rate in Big 12 play. Tech turns you over at the second highest rate. So if, if the Red Raiders are able to get on and transition and get to the rim, kind of similar to Oregon. Tech should cover this by more than a possession, but I mean, at the current line, there's just no value because of the opener and tech opening at minus one and a half.
1: Quick thoughts. Cause we want to ask you about two blue bloods real quickly here on the segment, Eli uh, Syracuse and Duke tonight. We asked, you know, is Duke back on the bubble? People are kind of trying to push that narrative. What do you think about them tonight against Syracuse? where Duke's five point favorite.
2: The market is kind of high on Duke and at least in this game and maybe in previous games, the only the only uh, difference maker was the Virginia game because Virginia was coming off that loss to Florida State and ex- people weren't expecting Virginia to lose back to back games. They end up losing back to back. Duke closes plus three. And I think that line was driven up from a pick to to plus three or at least on the soft opener it was a pick. And Duke shot the three ball really well in that game. That's a a pack line defense, so you got to shoot threes well. It's kind of similar against Syracuse, right? Because Syracuse runs that patented 2-3 zone under Jim Bayheim. They're not going to switch out of it. So if Duke is on from three like they have been over the, over their last three games or so, they could definitely up Qs tonight and win this one by, by a couple possessions. I understand why the market is kind of high on Duke because, at least in this game, if you go back to Syracuse's win against Notre Dame over the weekend, they came back from like a double-digit deficit very similar to that Virginia Elite Eight game where they just pressed the heck out of Notre Dame and they came all the way back. Notre Dame was up by 20 with 16 minutes left in the second half. That's just a typical dog in college basketball this year. You're up by 20-plus points, or around 20 points, and you can't even cover the spread, let alone win the game. But yeah, I think if Duke is able to shoot the three ball like they have been, no Jalen Johnson makes a big difference for this team whether you want to say he opted out, quit or not Stewart shooting well from three Wendell Morris, uh, having a decent performance or had a decent performance, uh, bake, uh, had a big game against Virginia over the weekend. I was really impressed with him, uh, makes a big difference just overall compared to Jalen Johnson. So I would not take Duke. I don't see enough value in the line, but I would lean towards the blue devils.
0: Eli, what about another blue blood Kentucky, uh, Do they have a shot at winning their their conference tournament or making some sort of a run?
2: I think the SEC is wide open. And Kentucky right now is 20-1 to to win the SEC tournament. Adam mentioned it a little bit ago, saying there's value in betting on uh, teams to win the conference tournament, maybe some long shots. I think Kentucky is a shot. I I still like Alabama, but, I mean, they haven't beaten really anybody in this conference. It's so down. Tennessee got smoked by Kentucky over the weekend. Kentucky's point guard play is still an issue with Davion Mintz and ask you, but I love this front court when they're able to dominate in the front court and run in transition. This team is, is tough to beat. So that's a big number for a team that has potential.
0: Eli Herskovich, subscribe to the BetQLU podcast, a new episode tomorrow. Thank you, Eli. Thanks, guys.